So welcome to another edition of Kids Talk, our podcast uh, for the kids of the Rockville Center Public Library. Today, we are so happy and excited to welcome Mr. Darren Raymore, who is the principal of the Covert School to our podcast. Mr. Raymore, thank you so much for joining us. It is an honor and I'm excited to get questions fired at me and to tell you all about being a principal. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, um, the kids here tonight, they're in your, they've been in your school, right? Jeremy, Ayla, Henry, and now Hannah all attended covert, right? That is correct. Excellent, excellent. So um, how long have you been the principal at covert? I've been the principal for 23 years. Wow. Which is kind of insane when you think about it. I can't believe 23 years is a lot longer than any of those kids have been alive. Yes, yes, my goodness. As far as you know. the, the first group of kids that were in fifth grade when I started in 1999 are 29 years old. Oh my gosh, <laughs> how wonderful. How wonderful and how sad that I'm so old. <laughs> No, it goes by so fast though, right? Why so by? Um, did you always want to be a principal or? You know, no. I actually, my major in college was political science. Wow. I was going to be, gonna, gonna become an attorney. And um, then, I, my, you know, my father, who knew that I love kids, said, why don't you become a teacher? Your, your heart's not really into going to law school. So right. I, I received my master's in education. I taught fourth grade for four years, was an assistant principal for two years, and have been principal for 23 years. So I yes. kind of did it very quickly. Yes, totally, totally. All within the same school district, or did you move no, around? No, I was a teacher in the Lawrence School District. Oh. And then I applied for a job at 27 to be an assistant principal in Three Village, Stony Brook. I didn't even know where it was. And right. somehow I got the job. I stayed there for two years. And then I was hired by Dr. Johnson at 29 in Rockville Center. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. It really is. It's, it's, it's been a long and rewarding career. And it's, yes. it's crazy that I've been doing this for 29 years at the end of this year. Total. That is really kudos. That's fabulous. I feel like I'm doing any, all the talking. Do you guys want to add anything or... You're not shy. You aren't shy at school, so don't be shy yeah, now. Exactly, guys. Um, has your yeah. job uh, changed during the pandemic? Uh, when you know, with the you know, say that again, Jeremy. Yeah. How did your job change in the pandemic? Like, like, how are you? Like, it's very interesting. I actually think that. I was great during a pandemic. Like, it sounds weird, but like my, my, my niche is pandemics maybe. I don't know, like it seemed that everyone was freaking out and I was very calm. And I'm not really a calm person, but I feel like I just kind of went with the flow. I said, the one thing I did, which I loved was every day when we were home, when, when we were home from March through June, I sent an, a good morning covert letter out, right? Do you remember that? Every single day, you got an update with birthdays, what was going on, different oh. things. And I kind of feel like that connected everyone. And I just did it like, I didn't, you know, it was just like, oh, let me try this. And 
literally it, it was every single day. Um, I learned how to use technology a lot more thanks to the pandemic. And um, I feel like, so that in that respect, that was how that part of the pandemic went. Now, my job is very, I think my job is very different today than it was when I started 29 years ago. Um, wow. I look at myself as sort of like the mayor for a concierge in a hotel. That's almost what my job has become. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I love being the mayor. Um, I feel like there's something special that, you know, happens every single day at Covert School. And um, part of that is the fact that I have such amazing staff, amazing teachers, amazing everyone in that school that really goes above and beyond. And so uh, they do their job. I don't micromanage them. Um, and really, I get to spend time with the kids, get to see what's going on in people's lives. Um, and I spend a lot of time with PTA. And really? um, even though I've always spent time with PTA, um, I have a very special PTA. Um, we're, we're very close and it's made the job really enjoyable. You know, when, when you're texting your PTA presidents and they're texting you constantly, you know, and it's all, it's good things. It's a really nice, a nice, a nice community we've all created. Yes, totally. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Right, I'm just gonna like, hold on. I hope I don't do anything here. I can't see you guys, but that's all right. We can see you and hear you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, that's incredible that you think the pandemic really flourished your skills as the principal. That's really, really cool because it was such a scary time. And that must have been so reassuring for the parents, the kids, really you everyone. Know, I, never, I, I never thought of myself as someone that was calm and could reassure people. But for some reason, I just saw other people all around me, no matter what they were doing in life, um, yeah. sort of freaking out a little bit. And I kind of just mellowed out. And it's amazing to me that I really was the calm one. And that I feel like I've used that to guide me through. Um, you know, after the pandemic, even though we're still in it, uh, you know, as we move on, I feel like it's one of the things that I really have mellowed out in my old age. <laughs> Yes, yes. All right, here you guys are. That is really cool. Really cool. How did the online teaching, how did that go, do you think? You know, I think from March through June, it was very challenging. I mean, look, right. we left in March, and I'll never forget March 13th, and I said, Dr. Yes. Johnson's closing that school for one day or two days. He's not, you know, give me yeah. a break. Who would have thought it was going to be that long? I um, know. But we did the best we could, and we had great leadership from central office between Dr. Johnson, um, Janine Sampino, Dr. Pelletieri, Noreen Leahy, Janine. I mean, we just had such great Robert Bartels. We had such amazing leadership, but we were all in it together, and nobody really knew what was going Nobody really knew what yeah. to do. It's true. It was our first time ever encountering something like this. It was crazy, really. It was crazy. And, and, you know, I, I, while it was, you know, awful in many ways, I think it, you know, it brought us together in many ways at Covert. Right. I saw my staff do things that they never thought they could do. And, you know, it was just an amazing thing. And kids, I loved sending this letter because people would email me all the time. Kids would email me. Parents would email me. And I felt like I was connected to them, even though we weren't at school. Right, right. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hannah, did you have a question? Uh, yeah, my sister has a question. Hey, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. What 
what's your favorite thing um that you, that what's your favorite thing about being a principal I think my favorite thing about being a principal is that when kids graduate covert or really when they get older they realize that covert's not like any other place there's something special going on there it's a little wacky we're unique um, we do a lot of over-the-top sort of fun, great things, but there's something special about it. And I feel like when kids get to high school or kids are in college, they come back and they're like, I remember nobody else had that experience but us. Yeah. So I feel like we give kids unique experiences. Totally, totally. Does anybody want to chime in about like some special experiences you guys had at Covert? Yeah. Ayla. I like field day. You like? Yeah. It's well, we're actually revamping Field Day this year, and we're doing some new and exciting things. And we have a committee, so it's going to be even. If you like Field Day before? It's going to be even better this year. Awesome. Do you know? Do you leave the school when you have Field Day, or we? We no. We're actually on the field, and we've okay. only had you know. In my 23 years, we've had two phys ed teachers, really. Mr. C, who is a legend, and now Mr. Meckelberg and Ms. Greg Arson, who's, you know, who's also there several periods a day. So we've had our own sorts of different types of field days, but I think we need to go to the next, next generation and have some water events and do some crazy things. So yes. I think that's going to move forward this year. You know, yes. it's kind of weird. So I've had all three teachers um in my like covert years like i've had mr i've had mr c i've had mr mecklenburg and right now i'm having mr gregor uh, mrs gargerson i also had mrs gargerson before but i've had all three and what i mean and you know what they're all really amazing and have their own mr c was very old school mr c was mr c he was a legend um, and, you know, Mr. Mecklenburg came in and brought in this new generation of what phys ed should be. We're not allowed to call it gym anymore. It has to be phys physical education. Or Ms. Yeah. Ms. Rosetto, the director of athletics, will, you know, will, will give me a good slap if I don't uh, call them phys ed. It's not allowed to be gym. But really, it's, also, trans it's transformed. Also, Mr. C gave us gum, so. And play dodgeball. And we're not allowed to do that anymore, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, not allowed to play dodgeball anymore? What's that, Jeremy? Really... Did you say, oh, okay, sorry, I thought you said something. That's really, I guess each teacher brings in, like, their own unique, you know, spin on it, which is fabulous. You know, I think that that's what's great about COVID. Like, we have a variety, you know, I feel like we're one big family, and everyone, I don't really hire very quiet people. So every staff member is you know very um affectionate very loud very out there you know there's somebody that's very very quiet and if they start off quiet they start off quiet they end up being really loud so i kind of feel like it's a big family and you know we just kind of all listen to each other and, and look at you know what everyone has to offer and you know just because i'm the principal i never have thought it's my way or the highway or i know better than everyone else right you know i don't <laughs> You know, and, and I've always, I've always said to parents, you know, I'm not a parent. I, they're all my kids and I love them, but I may not react the way a parent reacts. So I always listen to what the parents say, because honestly, 
you know, I'm, I don't, I can't be in that position. So I don't know what it's like to have a kid. I know what it's like to have a niece and nephew, uh, a dog, and many little kids that are mine, but not being a parent. So I think that that's one thing about COVID that's unique. We all kind of just accept each other and kind of listen to one another. And um, everyone has an equal stake and an equal, you know, voice in what we do. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. You know, I remember last year when um, Jeremy and Henry graduated fifth grade, you guys had a big car parade. We did. That is something. Did you guys like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that's something the pandemic brought us that we will never give up because we'll yeah. have graduation, but the car parade is the most amazing thing. And at first, I thought it was really stupid. I'm like, we're having car parades for birthdays, like my niece, and I'm like, yes, yes. but it was annoying. And I was like, really? But you know what? By the time we got to graduation, it was the most exciting thing. And I have mm -hmm. to tell you, I think that that's what the kids will remember more than anything else of, about graduating, the car parade. Yeah. Raymar, weren't you on like this? I used to go on the roof of the car. That's yeah, I was on a I was on a huge um cherry picker that the district has, <laughs> my custodian Nelson and I. And we were screaming and carrying up with music playing, the whole staff was in front. And really it was like being at a parade and yeah. it was just amazing. It, we've done it for two years in a row now and we're gonna keep the tradition going. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yes, Henry, uh, did you want to say something? So like something that I love about COVID is like each year we do like a wacky event, like Mr. Figure Out. But like we get to oh, vote yeah. on it. The whole school gets to vote on it. Like one year it was like a bubble either suit. either you got jelloed or it was something else. Like I think it was like boxing in a bubble suit or something. Oh yeah. That was, and fun. Then, like, that was the, fun. The big bubbles you had to like you know, it's funny you say that, Henry. It's over the years, I feel like I've done everything. I'm like, what's next? We've always had the kids during the budget season vote on something. And we always try to make it fun and something that they would, you know, excite them. So I've been in a sumo suit. I've been in a, in a bubble. I um, wrote a fake, an electronic bowl. Um, I've been pied, taped to the wall. I mean, yeah. you name it, they've done it to me. And um, I keep coming back for more. So, nice. you know what? I always say, I, I'll know it's time to retire when I don't find it fun anymore. And I still find all that stuff very fun. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really awesome. Yeah, I remember in fifth grade when we taped you to a chair. Oh, I've been taped to a chair. I mean, I've, I've literally done crazy things. It's like, Shaving cream me, uh, pied me, you know. Yeah, Henry, they did pieing. I got an idea for a new one. What? I got, a new, I got an idea for a new one. So let's hear it, because I'm really thinking I'm out of ideas. I'm like, what are they going to do to me? Be a mummy or be or... I'm sorry, go ahead. Walk around all day in a mummy suit. That, that I don't know. <laughs> walk around all Wait. day it's like you're just a mummy all day just a mummy all day yeah is this for Halloween? All day. i always say for my final year when i retire they're gonna shoot me out of a cannon i'm joking <laughs> oh my gosh that's too much, too so much. for halloween Do you have like a special halloween party well, or we always i'm just grabbing the dog who's biting well, my leg 
This is my little my little doggy. Sorry. Oh, how cute! Her baby. Mwah. Be good. Oh, um, doggy. He, he's naughty. He's a puppy, and he's eating me and everything else. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> What's his name? Marvin. Marvin. I oh, love our dog named Marty. Oh, that's cool. See, it's like an old man. I say it's like an old man's name. That's why I named him Marvin. Um, for Halloween, we always dress. And you know what? The thing, it's very stressful being a principal for Halloween because you always have to come up with something that you think the kids might like. So it's right. not just like, you know, a normal adult that says, oh, I'm going to dress. It's, you know, what are the yes. kids going to think? So I love Halloween, but it is very stressful. Ooh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Stop. What advice would you give to kids who want to go down, who want to become principals? What do you think? Like, what career advice? You know, it's funny. I always feel like every year I talk to a group of students that are in either undergraduate or graduate school right. um, at Malloy. And I always say it's still, you know, people complain. People say education is not what it was. It's the most unbelievable career. I think that you can't, you can't go wrong because at the end of the day, you're making a difference in kids' lives. Right. And it's a lot, you know what? It's a lot of fun. I mean, for me, it's a lot of fun. And, right. um, and I think, you know, if you really like kids, it's really rewarding. And you get a lot of time off. So, you know, even though people get mad when we say that, but it's true. I mean, listen, I, I always say I'm a little boy. I get a lot of, a lot of vacation and a lot of a summer off. So I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's a good life. It's a good life. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yes, Henry. Um, so like, when? Or actually, like, on a scale of one to ten, how like difficult is it to like be a principal and like run a school and manage all that? you have the budget and the board and that's that is an excellent question and yes. i would say that most principals would probably say nine or ten i'm gonna say six i think that if you love what you do and you listen i've done this for 23 years if i kept doing the same thing every year it would be really boring so i kind yes. of reinvented every year and try to do different things but you know I always say this and people sometimes get mad. I say, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, I'm not, not performing brain surgery. I'm running an elementary school. It should right. be a happy, fun place where kids should love to be and learn, obviously. And adults, when the, when the kids see the adults liking being there, they, they also, you know, kids, kids feed off adults. They know when adults are happy um, and, and laughing and smiling, you know, and it's okay to have fun, take risks, and be who they are. Right. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, tell us a little bit about, like, the whole mask mandate, not mandate, um, if you wanted to get into that, or... Oh, I have no problem getting to that, you know. Has it been hard? Because I know there's, like, some people... For the kids, it's been easier than the adults. The kids, you know what, there are kids that can wear it, and there are kids that it's it's hard for them to wear. It's right. same with the adults. Um, I think that no matter who you are, everyone's over it. Whether you believe in wearing it or not believe in wearing it, people are just over it and done. And 
they they're, they just want to be free. Um, right. I think that it's very confusing right now. The politics of it is is the problem. You know, yes. one day we're going to wear it, the next day we're not. So right. I think it confuses kids. It angers adults. And, you know, from what I've seen, the majority of parents, or I don't even know how to say them, but many parents would prefer not to not to have their kids in masks. Um, I would say many staff members would, would do the same thing. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, we have to follow what we have to follow. We're hoping, I'm hoping that this, you know, not hoping that we don't have to wear masks, we're hoping that it's all over, that, you know, that we can just move on. And um, it's been a long time. It's we need to be normal time. again. Yeah. And I'm re- I think we need to be normal again. I'm ready to be normal again. Right. Um, and, you know, I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to wear a mask. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yes, it's hard for me to wear a mask too. And then sometimes, um, like I put this one on, it's because I can breathe easier. Then I think, oh my goodness, you know, this is better. You know, what am I complaining about wearing a little mask when somebody is can get so sick from this disease? Right. And that's the thing is, you know, I think if you haven't been so sick, you haven't seen someone, it's easier for us to say, oh, you know. And and again, my whole premise with the mask is very simple. If you are a faithful mask wearer and you wear it all the time. Right. And it really protects you. Right. But how many of us really wear it all the time? And, are right. and I, you know, that's where I kind of like say like, all right, well, you know, you're protecting others maybe, but not yourself. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Now, do you guys, do the elementary schools participate in the whole um, red versus? Uh, no, okay. we do not. That's good. <laughs> We do not, and after this year at, at the board meetings, I do not, I don't think I ever want to hear the word tumble again. Wow. It's, oh, been yeah. a very, it's been a very interesting year. Yes, definitely, definitely. You know, I, think that, I, I think that everyone's emotions are so heightened with everything that goes on. So, you know, something that's this big becomes this big. And it's everywhere and anything that goes on. So, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But we do not participate in red, red and blue. And after this year, I would, could tell you I never would want to. <laughs> right, at Covert? Yeah. You like it? Yes. I know your mom said you really like it, but you're really good at it. Can you tell us like some of the things that you guys have worked on or? Well, I specifically like to do fictional things, but a lot of other students in that club like to do interviews and articles about like events that are happening in the school Mm -hmm. and holidays. This year we had one edition and the edition we've had is probably the best newspaper I've had him in 23 years I've been there. We have a fabulous um, advisor. Do you like Ms. Picone? She does a great job, right? Yes. And and honestly, the newspaper is the best it's ever been. Oh, that's fabulous. That's really fabulous. Um, yeah, it's so good for kids to have like these creative outlets, I feel, you know? Well, and I feel like at Covert, that's one thing that we are really good at. 
We're not great at everything. I know that, but we're really good at this. And you know what? We give kids an opportunity to be in the gardening club, in the dance club, in the, in the, um, the newspaper club, um, to involve themselves in philanthropic activities. You know, we do so many, you know, typically we do mad hot ballroom. We haven't been able to do that because of the pandemic. Next year, hopefully we'll be going back to that. But there are so many different opportunities for kids that are outside of the typical day or outside of the typical things you study in school. And it gives kids an opportunity to really see what they like, what they're interested in, what they might want more. We're doing something, the whole district's doing something called enrichment clusters this year. It's something that we actually started. the clusters again. I remember that in like, was it first grade or kindergarten? I'm pretty sure it was like first grade or kindergarten, one of those. It was really fun. And I picked something But it's fun to do the other things like food science and um there was like food and tag but i did yoga and food <laughs> i mean the food part was fun but i did yoga and i just my back just killed me miss <laughs> goodman was your teacher for that right what i bet you miss goodman was your yoga teacher was the yoga teacher she's usually you know, it's funny, enrichment clusters is something that's taken from the yeah, Rizzoli model. And, and really, we're doing it the whole, whole district this year. The Rockville Center Ed Foundation, which is an amazing organization. I'm actually a board member on it, and I love that organization. Teachers write grants, or, or anyone in Rockville Center, staff members write grants, and we've written a grant for every elementary school to participate in enrichment clusters this year. And really what it is, is five Fridays, um, for about 60 minutes to 90 minutes um, for, for each session where kids in different grade levels get to pick something they're interested in and work with a teacher they may not work with or a staff member and um, explore some of the things they might be interested in or talented in. So it's a really great thing. Yeah, so did, wait, I'm sorry, that, the enrichment, did it start at Covert or? Well, no, it started with a guy named Renzulli at University oh. of Connecticut. And we actually, oh, okay. you know, use that. Um, but it's, it's, called, it's called Enrichment Clusters, the school-wide enrichment model. But um, Dr. Sanfino, our assistant superintendent, is really um, putting us in a place where we're really going to start using this. And it's wonderful because Ooh. it really differentiates it taps into kids' interests, it taps into their learning levels, and it, it shows that all kids are gifted in something, and what, what are they gifted in? And it really gives teachers an opportunity to do something outside of what they normally do, which is exciting for them as well. Right, right. Yes, Henry. Um. So, yeah, when I got to the middle school, I'm like, I saw the availability of clubs. I immediately, I thought about, like, covert how there was like, there was like clubs you can do and like options to do stuff outside of like math and ELA and social studies and science. And oh, no. yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and, and I'm sure the middle school has a lot of clubs too. You know, look, we don't have as many clubs as we did before the pandemic for, for right. you know, for several reasons, but We've added some new things and we are trying to do different stuff. And, you know, we've tried to make this as fun and unique as possible, considering all the restrictions that we have. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So how has um, Covert 
kind of change? I don't think it changed the curriculum, right? But how did it change the extracurriculars? No, we've not been able to do. Yeah, we've not been able to do ballroom dancing, which is a big, you know, rite of passage for fourth and fifth grade. Um, we've not. We're gonna have a dance in later this spring, but we weren't having. Normally, this time of year, have a sweethearts dance, in which, um, you know. Um, and we have a sweetheart dance usually this time of year. We also do a literacy week, which we're still doing. We do a fall festival, which we did this year. So we've, we've really tried to keep faithful to some of the things that don't require social distancing, or if they do, we're able to do them and, and feel safe about it. Um, but we've, we've, we've really done a lot of things. The one thing I miss is the variety show. That was a yes. big event for the Rainbow yeah. Children's Fund. And hopefully next year we'll go back to that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. Um, yeah, Henry, did you want to say something? Definitely. Um, yeah, I agree with you. The variety show was one of the most fun, like covert things that I've done. Oh, well, because really? also what's great about it is kids get uh, kids that are afraid to get up up in front of people. By fifth grade, I feel like they stand there and they're like, "Wow!" And to me. That's an amazing thing because public speaking and being able to connect with an audience, whether it's, you know, an audience in an audience or you're presenting something is very important. And most people have to do that in their everyday life. So it's a great thing for kids to have an opportunity to do. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun. Definitely. Um, what did you guys do? Do you remember what you did in the variety show? We were learning some song. I forgot. It was like, yeah, I, I was, I was gonna do a hard knock life. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Well, we have a theme every year, from Broadway to movies to TV land to the '90s, '80s, '70s. We've done it all. That's really nice. Yeah, I think that makes you guys unique. I mean, I, I haven't heard like this. You know, not that I really have much interaction with the other schools. I've kind of tried a little bit, but um, I have to say, Covert's been the most welcoming. Well, thank you. You know, I, you know, I really believe that we, all of us at Covert, there's just something welcoming about it. You know, I yeah. mean, I, I, I don't know what it is. You know, when we used to have substitutes that used to come in randomly, I would always make it my business to introduce myself and say hi but i feel like people you know love coming to covert because there's something special about it and i'm very proud of that i have to say because yes. it's not just me it's everyone yes yes you know it's very upsetting because in the middle school you know everyone's like oh what school do we go to what school do we go to right um me and my friends say we went to covert and everyone's like you covert what you gross like, oh, no. and, and i'm like you know like that's just kids are you kids. kidding that's, yeah i don't know why I'm, I'm actually surprised because honestly usually and the majority of the kids who are saying the majority of kids who are saying that are from hewitt and they well, just think they're so great they, think, they just think they're so great you know why because they're the biggest school who cares yeah, well, you know what Again, you want everyone to feel great about their school, so you want you and kids to love you and covert kids to love covert. But I'll tell you, Miss McGinn always says to me, she knows the covert kids for two reasons. They are not afraid to speak to adults and they're not afraid of other 
and it, they're very open to other types of people. And they usually get in trouble on the bus because they've never been on buses before because we don't <laughs> have buses at Covert School. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's> true. <laughs> I can definitely, yeah, it's hard to get Bus drivers to all the time. It's like, no, I'm not all over there. <laughs> well, that's great that you guys huh? work. Okay, Aunt Harry, did you want to say something? I'm sorry. Uh, no. no, I was just going to say, working back towards a little bit of normalcy, like even here at the library, we were like, everything was online and then we we got back to doing it in person then all of a sudden with the omicron we had to like stop that for january so now we're like february we're back into having things online again which is and, I mean, you know, in person, in person. and you know I'm, i i mean and i say this and this is my own personal opinion i think we did an amazing job with um remote learning the teachers last year blew me away that they were teaching live and teaching, uh, you know, on camera. And it was, you know, a teacher, if I was a fourth grade teacher, I was doing both at the same time. This year, I actually got to sub in fifth grade for Mr. Galena one day. And he had some oh. remote kids. And he had, you know, he had some remote kids because they were at home, um, due to, you know, due to being COVID, due to, due to having COVID and or being exposed. And I was live for both of them. And let me tell you something. I was exhausted by the end of the day. Um, it took I me so long to, to write a sentence for surrection. It, it's, it's hard. But you know yeah. what? I What I'm going to say is this. Little kids, and I don't mean that you're little like babies, but elementary kids need to be in person. They need to be live. They need to be in person. They need to be with their friends, with their teachers. Um, yeah. It's just not natural to be remote forever and right. it's not a natural thing we we navigated through it really well but honestly at the end of the day i don't even think middle school and high school kids i think college might be you know that might be okay for them but in person is in person and there's nothing quite like the human contact and and being live yes that's so true that's so true it is yeah right yeah i definitely definitely feel like um, in-person school was much better, much, much better than on like remote because I feel like it was just like- There's less cyberbullying, honestly. Yeah, it was it was more like interactive and we like to learn more. And also, yeah. you know what? You're, you guys were older when this happened. I mean, kindergarten kids. I just can't imagine being a kindergarten child and all of a sudden being, you know, remote. I mean- it's hard to get kindergarten kids to focus on a regular day, let alone being at home on a screen. Yeah, yeah like I, I can't imagine, really. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine like a pre-K class on Zoom. No. It'd be madness. Yeah. Because I did have like um, online story times and it was hard. The kids like, you had their attention for a little bit, but then, you know, they would kind of, it's not, it's not the same at all. It's not. And look, it, 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 the choice of that or nothing, that works because you want to do something. But at the end of the day, that's why, you know, we need to move back to real normalcy, I think. And we are. We're moving there. We're really getting there. Yes. I feel like by September, we're going to be there. I think so. Yes. Which is good. Thank goodness. Thank goodness is right. Yeah. <laughs>
I mean, you know. How long has the pandemic been, or well, quarantine been like at least like? It started. We shut down here at the library March thirteenth, twenty twenty. So yeah. Started. It was a Friday the thirteenth when it closed yeah. down. That yes, is it was. Yes. 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 Everybody weird, weird, you know? ever. Yeah. Crazy. And I really thought, I'm like, oh, Dr. Johnson's going to open the schools on Monday or Tuesday, please. How many days are we going to be closed? But boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yes, us too. We all thought that here at the library. You know, I mean, how um, much could we be home for? Well, oh. yeah, I know. We, did, we really did it and we did it as well as we could. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like um my class in fourth grade, especially, we like adapted to the like Zoom. We did like fun online stuff, and yeah. Well, for me, it wasn't it wasn't really like we had Zoom all day. It was just like we had we checked in every Thursday or and Monday, I think, and then she gave us this work. Um, sometimes you'd have like other teachers help you with other things. Like if I had Miss Bohm, I'd have to go into her Google classroom or something. But for the most part, they just gave me assignments. I'd be like, done. Well, that's what the, the that's, you know what, Jeremy, though, that's when it first happened. And honestly, we didn't even know what we were doing. And we kind of, right. you know, through. By, the, by the next year, we were. We had it much. We had it down to a science. It was much, much better, you know. But again, whether we gave you assignments and you were live on screen, I, being in school, nothing else beats that. Nothing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Agreed. Um. So, did you do you have like a favorite um, anecdotal story about your time as a principal? Mr. Um, does anything stand out? <laughs> I'm sure you have so many. I like literally, I, I, I can't wait to write the tell all book. Um, <laughs> um, it stands out. I mean, I've seen such strange things that, you know, like I always, I don't know if there's any one thing that stands out, right. but you know, like. I always say the kids at Colbert have seen and done everything. They they don't expect a normal principal. So like I'll never forget the day that we were doing enrichment clusters uh, one year, and Mrs. Danino had two kangaroos on the front lawn. And oh my god! Music was playing. Kangaroos were there, and I'm like, people just like it was like it was normal. It wasn't like anything strange happening. <laughs> and um, there's something <laughs> about that. <laughs> There's something amazing about that. That's something it's strange about that. About that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah there, I mean, I've had so many great memories, so many great connections. Um, and, you know, my favorite thing is when kids, like I'll see kids in high school or after high school, and I'll know who they are, and they're like, how do you remember me? And I'm like, oh. I may not remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but... I can, I, it's kind of crazy. It's, 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 you know, it's just something you do. You remember them. Well, I think it speaks volumes to you because um, my group of library kids are from covert school. I mean, when, when we shut down, you know, I, I wanted to connect 
and it was the covert parents and kids that have we like we came together we did all these programs we kept ourselves busy you know and that's really i think it's a testament not only of course to the parents but to you because the kids were so open and so you know willing to learn and we did cooking and we did like sciencey stuff so I, I, i'm very proud of the kids i feel like yeah. They, I, I, my whole thing is you either own the room or the room owns you. And I want our kids to be respectful, but own the room. And I want our kids to see different types of people and not be afraid. You know, having the core program in our school with the Down syndrome kids has been an amazing thing. You know, I think our oh, kids have seen- that? I don't, what is that? That's, that's- we have, we have, well, it, it started as Down syndrome classes with just Down syndrome students, but it's evolved into students with disabilities from autism, to you know, a variety of other um, disabilities. And I feel like our kids exude compassion and empathy. They, you know, they, they really have learned to, to, to love and care for everyone. You know, we have a security guard named Jesse that I actually stole from my apartment building in Long Beach. He worked here and I brought him to, to Covert. And when I tell you, this guy knows every kid's name. The kids love him. It's, it's just an amazing thing how like, we all just accept each other and come together. And I just love it. I just, yeah. you know, there's something Jesse. magical about that. Yes, Henry. Yeah, Jesse is the best. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he he remembers everybody's name. Everybody, everybody. Well, surprised you remember my name. He knows, he, he, he knows you, Jeremy. He knows everyone. Yeah. I used to show him my, um, like, Work in progresses, um, and finished progress, finished um thing like my drawings, you know. I'd leave it on his desk for him to see, like his like his morning coffee or something, you know. He's a good guy. I always pick it up when we're going out for snacks. Um, like different. Everyone is treated equally. I don't care mm-hmm. if you're the principal, the custodian, yeah. the teacher aide, the stellar teacher. We all are, you know, on the same level. And that's a very important thing. I think that, you know, we do have it covert where everyone treats everyone like they're an equal. And they are. But everyone, nobody acts like they're better. And I really love that. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, you know, when I came to Rockville Center first, I was trying to do outreach. And, you know, the school was very, very opening. And, and it's just great. Well, Thank you. That's nice to hear. Yes, thank you. And I live in Long Beach. I can't believe you said Long Beach. Oh, well, I lived in the city for many years and did the reverse commute. And then eight years ago, I moved to Long Beach. I said, I can't do it anymore. So now I just drive down Long Beach Road and I'm there. So it's amazing. Me too. It's it's really nice. Yeah, Long Beach is nice. You know, after living in the city, it would be hard to just live somewhere other than a cool place. And I feel like at least living on the beach, it's a cool place. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Does anybody oh. have any other questions or comments? Mr. Waymark, thank you so much. Uh, it's been my pleasure. And honestly, you've got two great groups of kids there. Both yes. families I love. And, <laughs> um, you know, and honestly, you know, but I love Jeremy and Henry more than the girls. I'm just, they have no filter maybe. And especially Jeremy, no filter, right, Jeremy? Just like me, you know? Yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a big room and it says AFK. I'm, I'm all good and I'm not glitching. 
you make me laugh. And and you know what? You guys are awesome. And I'm very proud of you. You you're not afraid to speak to adults, and that's what we want in life. Can't be afraid of people. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Okay, let me stop recording.